Welcome to SKU Talks. We are your one-stop shop for all things e-commerce. While I tend to skew towards Amazon, no pun intended, our guests come from all sorts of professional backgrounds, and I'd like to think there's something in here for everyone. Thanks for joining. All right. Hello, hello. I am with Kim here from Brutus Broth. Um, this is actually like maybe the the third pet-focused brand that we've talked to in probably the past three weeks, maybe. And it actually is my my personal favorite to talk about because I love animals and there are a lot of unique intricacies as far as the way that these things are run and the reasons why people start their brands. So Kim, appreciate you coming on. I guess just to start off, because I haven't even got the chance to talk to you about this yet, I'd love to hear just a little bit about who you are, what you do, more about who is Brutus and <laughs> why did we start Brutus Broth? Okay, well, Sam, thanks for having me on. Um, my name is Kim Hare. I'm the co-founder of Brutus Broth. We've been in business for about five and a half years now, and I co-founded the business with my sister, Sue, and uh, her her rescue dog was actually Brutus. There is a real Brutus, and there she rescued is. him from a high kill shelter, and he was abused and sick. He had no fur. Um, and she basically nursed him back to health by feeding him, adding bone broth to his food. And he turned into a 135 pound healthy active dog that lived way, yeah, 135 wow. pounds, which is a big dog. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you know anything about dogs, usually dogs of that size live until about eight or nine years old. And he lived until he was almost 14. So, wow. Because he was so huge, because he was so active and looked so good, people would always ask her, what's the secret? What do you feed him? And she's like, I swear, it's this bone broth. I just add it to his food. Yep. And um, people would ask, where do you buy it? And she said, you know, I've looked everywhere. And I, can't, I found she found one um, very expensive, non-shelf stable one that was like 40 bucks for a Ziploc bag in the back freezer of a high-end boutique. Yep. And um, people would say, well, why don't you just give them the human broth? And human broth, as most people don't know, have high sodium, but also contain onions and or garlic, which is toxic to, do to dogs. So she okay, would just. That is good to know. Yeah. So she would just make it herself. And it takes forever. It takes like two days to make. And yeah. um, because people kept asking her, because there was nothing really like it on the market, she approached me and she's like, would you ever want to go into business with me? And I have a business background. And I said, I know nothing about pet, but um, I know about business. I did the research and we found that there were some little artisanal type of mom and pops in the pet industry that had cool products, but no scalability. And then there was Purina right. and there was nothing in between. So we thought, hey, let's make this bone broth. It's an artisanal product. We can make a really high quality bone broth. We actually partnered with some animal nutritionists and a company that makes um, half their business is hotels and restaurants. The other half is hunger relief. So they make the okay. nutrient broths for starving people in third world countries. So we infuse our bone broth with glucosamine and chondroitin for joint health and turmeric for inflammation. It's 100% human grade and we brought it to market and um, we actually, awesome. yeah, we did a beta test in 2018 just to see what, you know, how people would respond. We launched at the end of 2018 on Amazon and um, now we're in about 10,000 stores and we 
you know, wow. have a great business on Amazon or on Chewy and on some other e-com platforms as well. That's incredible. I think a couple thoughts. That has been my biggest roadblock in wanting to buy a big dog because I love big dogs. I just know that their life expectancy is typically sub 10 years. So it, it makes it tough for me to pull the trigger, but this makes a ton of sense. I mean, I've heard over and over again how good for your health as a human it is, how good bone, bone broth is in general. It is for humans. And I actually have thought of it before because it, it does seem exactly like something a dog would love, but I never know what's toxic for dogs either. So I feel like I always am hesitant to put anything that I eat into a dog's food just because, I mean, this is the first that I'm hearing of garlic as an example being toxic for dogs. I feel like I just never know. So this is great. And I feel like it's an incredibly convenient thing to be able to do and just pour in with, it's obviously a huge difference maker. So that's great. And so you said you're in a thousand or 10,000, whatever it is, retail stores, and you have a big online presence, which came first. I'm always interested to hear because some people go the D to C route first, which is really tough to scale because you have to get, obviously in the beginning, at least you have to pay for a good amount of traffic going to your website. The Amazon route, which the barrier to entry is a lot lower, but it's obviously tough to, to grow your products on Amazon and need a lot of specific knowledge to be able to build an Amazon business or retail first, because you can take a little bit more of a boots on the ground approach. And then with scale, you have some money coming in that you can then dedicate to building your online presence. So what, what kind of came first for you guys? We actually were lucky. We partnered with both Wegmans Food Markets and Big Y Supermarkets. So bricks and mortar was our first step. And the reason was, is that we really wanted to make high quality nutrition affordable and accessible to any dog owner. We you know, yep. that was kind of, a, that's a core value for us. And we actually got a lot of pushback from people in the beginning. They're like, oh, if you're selling in a grocery store, it must not be high quality. But in fact, our product is extremely high quality, but we wanted to make it affordable and accessible because we knew that there were, for example, maybe affluent customers who knew what bone broth was. Maybe they feed their dog a raw food diet or fresh food diet and bone broth yep. is a building block in that diet. And we wanted them to be able to just get it when they went to this to Wegmans, for example. Or maybe there's people that can't afford a Rafi diet, but they want to increase the palatability and nutrition of the kibble that they're feeding their dog. So right. for us, like we are an add-on to the dog's diet. So you can add yeah. it to whatever you already so feed. If your dog's eating better than you are, you can still <laughs> mix this in. And if you're still going the kibble route, you can mix this in and make it healthier. So it, it really appeals to both sides. Yeah. And we do have a lot of humans who eat, who drink it too, believe it or not. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't, I'd be fine to share a meal with my dog if it was this. I feel like this would be fine. We, it's so funny. We did a quick like little um, digital ad campaign. Like if it's, if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for my dog. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. It's so true. I mean, I, I definitely know that. Nowadays, I know people that are making really clean meals and they just feed their dogs a portion of whatever they're eating. So yeah. this, this seems like a great middle ground. And that, that is something unique that I feel like you guys, I, I'm not surprised that that's a question that you guys have dealt with as far as being in these big box retailers, making people question the quality in some capacity, just because I, I feel like so many brands in the dog food space have been purchased by really large holding companies 
And then with that, you kind of lose the homemade, family-owned, nutrition-first touch to things, and everything becomes about margins and scale. And then with that, a lot of the, the stuff that gets put into the ecosystem in the pet space becomes not healthy for, for your animals, and you don't even know it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to those, those words. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as scaling your, your business online, um, what, is, what have you seen the most success doing? What are some things that if you could do it all over again, you might not have made that mistake the second time around? Um, I don't know if it's like necessarily like not making a mistake. I think things that people don't realize that has been a real challenge for us in the online space is that pet food is regulated state by state by an organization called AFCO. I've heard that. So AFCO is like the equivalent to like the FDA. So yep. you get a lot of people who sell online that are not AFCO certified. So if you're in bricks and mortar, you have to you have to have your AFCO certi certification. There's certainly people who are selling pet food that don't have it, but if you have an inspector that walks in and if you're in a mainstream store, you could get fined. Online it's the wild wild west. So, you know, we've heard of pet food vendors, people Good who point. you know, sell online, they're like, "Oh yeah, I broke this rule, but I just like took it off and changed the ASIN and put it back up the next day. Right. So I actually had a call with Amazon yesterday with their corporate office. They asked us about selling experience. Like, what are the things you wish that were happening in the pet space? I'm like, I wish that you guys had some sort of badge for people who are compliant because yeah. one of the biggest things people worry about is where are you, where are your ingredients sourced? What kind of criteria are you meeting for quality and health? Because I don't want to feed my dog something that's questionable. And so totally. hopefully they'll come up with something like that because I think it would help the people that actually take the time, spend the money to do things right and not just throw stuff online to make a quick buck because there's a lot of them in the pet space that do that. Yeah. So do you think, because I've worked a lot in the supplement space as well for humans, right? And making claims on... Amazon product detail pages is very finicky in that space just because you need you need to be certified to make really any given claim from a health standpoint and it can be really tough for brands who sometimes they don't even make a claim sometimes they're it's either they believe it's inferred or there's something in the comments consistently that's bringing it up but it can be tough a lot of products get delisted and it's really hard for them to get back up do you think that that's different in the pet space? And do you think that it's different because it's so different from state to state that Amazon has a tough time enforcing these things, like as an overarching theme across products in the pet space? Yeah, I think, I, I don't think that they police it. I just don't think they have the time, even, you know, with certain, the claims that people make when you are AFCO certified, each state will check your claims. They, yeah. and say you can't say this unless you have a study to support it and even when you talk to some of those state regulators like well this company says that that and that they're like well they're online we don't even have the bandwidth to try to like police them so again it is like the wild wild west and amazon is like we're an open marketplace we can't like go and look at everyone's product descriptions so that's why like when i talked to them yesterday i'm like you should have a badge like people should be able to yeah. say here are my certifications i'm qualified and from a consumer standpoint that gives you some comfort knowing that i'm buying a product that meets certain criteria 
because yeah. you see it all the time in this pet space, people are really worried because there has been so many issues with products that come from China and have gotten dogs sick or totally. killed animals, you know, so people worry about that. Totally. I, I, I totally agree with you there. It, it's definitely interesting to hear this side of this issue because the pet space, this feels unique to the pet space in a lot of ways. Because I do hear, like, there, I mean, again, if, if it's not anything that's health and wellness related, then Amazon can definitely be the wild, wild west. But as it relates to products for humans, one thing that we deal with a ton is the, the miscategorization of products and getting flagged as a result of that for things like supplements. Or, like, you know, we have a client that's a large um, seller in the female health space specifically. And we're constantly dealing with flags and delistings and advertising disapprovals due to the products being misconstrued for something they're not. And Amazon really cracks down on that space a lot. It, it's, it can be tough for even brands that have all their certifications and don't make outrageous claims to keep their products up. But the pet space, it seems like they just don't look at it as much. So if anything, so. it I needs to be more regulated <laughs> or at least like, if not more regulated then like you said, at least finding a way for the companies that do check those boxes from a health standpoint to be able to show with something more than just bullet points that anybody can write themselves that their product is healthy. Yeah. And I mean, companies like us, like we go through three rounds of certification because we do USDA, we do yeah. FDA, and then we do AFCO. And, you know, that is not easy to have your product approved by all. And it's costly. It's time consuming. And then you see people literally who just slap stuff onto a page and then they steal your market share and they haven't done anything by the book. So it's really. Yeah, usually a really cheap price. Usually everything's poorly written. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with that a lot. That's interesting, though. What would you say as far as I mean, you guys have an awesome Amazon store. Your Amazon presence in general looks looks really great. What would you attribute, I mean, outside of just the quality of the product itself, um, which obviously helps with review generation, which helps with sales, what do you think, launching in the Amazon space, what do you, what do you think you guys did really well that helped you to grow at the rate that you did? Well, for us, we were one of the first bone broths out there. So, like, so the there was search volume for it, but just not really products, potentially? There wasn't really any products in the pet space that you know, we're on Amazon that, you know, so for us, when we were the first, we were able to kind of be that category captain. But I'll tell you that we had in the last year, um, the person who was managing our platform left our company. And we had a consultant come in that just really didn't do a good job. And we just brought in yeah. another person November 1st to help us kind of regain some of our market share. So we kind of have had yeah a year of turmoil um, and fast growth too. I mean, we're a small self-funded family owned company with like not very many people on staff. So we were launching in some big retailers and Amazon was kind of the last priority in some ways, because yeah. if you're not, if you're not getting your sales velocities in, in the bricks and mortar, you're going to get discontinued. Amazon, it just kind of sucks that you're not making as much money, but you're not going to get kicked right. off. You know. Might have some holding fees, 
maybe some stock issues, but yeah, worst case scenario, you're just not getting traffic on your products. Yeah. So day. we are looking to get and really kind of double our business in 2024. So we will be very aggressive in the Amazon space moving forward. Love to hear it. Well, Kim, um, what is the best way, I guess, for you, it's more important for people to be able to, to see your products than to, I guess, to contact you. So what is the best way? I mean, Amazon store, obviously your website or anything as far as where people can find your products? Yeah. So like I said, we're on Amazon, we're on Chewy. We are in um, about 10,000 retailers. We are strategy has been local groceries we are in a lot of pet boutiques we're in PetSmart, petco walmart target all of those um big box stores again just trying to bring affordable nutrition to every pet owner and then if you really want to take a deep dive you can look at brutusbroth.com we have a sustainability platform we have a mentoring platform we do a lot to give back our mission is to nourish your pet while giving back to the community so we work with over 200 animal shelters nationwide Um, so people always say, what do you want to know? What, what do you, what do you want people to know about your business? And it's really, we're a business that cares for a family and, um, yeah, we just want, want to help dogs. That's great. And they come in, you have biscuits, you have the bigger containers and you have individual packets for on the go, correct? Yeah. So we have a few different, um, formats. And the, the other thing I want to just point out because people are always like, why bone broth? Like, what is it? Why do you, why do you yeah. want to even give it to your dog? I mean, aside from making their meal taste better. And this is something I never knew. You mentioned this in the beginning, Sam. I was like, why? Like, I wouldn't have thought of feeding that to my dog. When we started working with the vets and the animal nutritionists, we found out that bone broth is a natural detoxifier. So I don't know if you've realized like a lot of bigger dogs, but some small dogs too, as they age, get fatty tumors. So bone yeah. broth. Oh, yeah prevent those because it flushes them out of the system. I feel so like that dogs, is the most common thing I hear yeah. as far as when dogs pass away um, or just like with older dogs, you can often just feel them, you know, any age after like seven, I feel like that's the most common thing I see with dogs. So this can help combat those. Yeah. I mean, dogs are exposed to toxins in their everyday life that you wouldn't even think about. They yeah. don't wear shoes. They're on like grass with pesticides or on a carpet that's been treated with fire retardant chemicals or you're feeding them tick and heartworm medicine and all that builds up in their system so this is a great natural detoxifier and you just yep. a splash a day keeps the vet away you just add a little yep. bit to their food i love it well kim thank you so much it's been awesome talking to you and i will be sending out a link i'll add a link to your store when we post this as well i can add both amazon and the website for anybody that's interested Great. Well, thank you. We appreciate it.